You're listening to On Human Rights, where we bring you interviews from experts around the world. We highlight the latest and most interesting trends and bring you information on human rights and international humanitarian law. My name is Nikita Lorenzo Calling, and we're broadcasting from the Carl Wallenberg Institute in Lund, Sweden. Today, we're speaking with Marth Wandu. Marth is a Cameroonian human rights, gender, and peace activist. Since the 1990s, she has worked to prevent and fight sexual violence against children. She founded her organization, Aldepa, in 1998, where she supports the well-being of girls through education, pro bono legal assistance, and psychosocial care. In 2021, she was awarded the Right Livelihood Award for her work in defending the rights of local communities affected by the exploitation of natural resources in Cameroon. Welcome, Martha. Could you please tell us a little bit more about your organization? Yes, thank you, Nikita. And um, I'm Matt Wandu. I come from Cameroon, from the Aldepa, which is uh, an organization uh, called uh, Action Locale pour un développement participatif et autogéré. It's in French. And uh, I'm based in the North Cameroon working for four regions out of 10 in Cameroon, uh, being uh, far north where uh, our headquarters are based, uh, north uh, Adamawa and east regions. Those are the regions in Cameroon where uh, the rate of education is uh, very low and uh, also uh, impacted by the traditional and cultural uh, behaviors and uh, settlement in uh, impacting also the life of uh, women and, and girls. We started Aldepa 1998 while I started working for women rights in uh, 1993 and uh, we wanted to uh, do something for uh, girls also because uh, helping women is something but uh, uh, Starting at the base, uh, childhood is uh, also, uh, we, we, we thought it would be very effective and we were right because um, in the Aldepa, we work for girls' child education mostly, but also fighting against uh, child marriage, uh, sexual exploitation and abuses, and uh, also to help um women to have a means for them themselves and we train also girls and women in terms of leadership in terms of uh, entrepreneurship aldepa is made up by uh, many people coming in <laughs> like staff and we have men and women very uh, dedicated and committed uh, to work to give uh, psychosocial legal support to uh, women and girls who have been uh, who are victims and survivors also and we are about uh, 80 people working day to day in Aldepa. Thank you. That's yeah. really wonderful. Yeah. So Aldepa has done immense steps to provide education, care and pro bono legal assistance to women and children in Cameroon. And what has been your approach and motivation when being faced with traditional local authorities and culture? Yes, let me first start with uh, motivation. Yes. Because my motivation comes from my childhood. I am from the far north, yeah. I born and grown up there. So I had also to face 
those uh, traditional uh, situations and uh, cultural uh, behavioral uh, people uh, working against girls going to school and uh, this also was part of my frustrations when I was young and uh, I can uh, tell you that uh, from all of uh, my mates, girls mates in the primary schools, uh, I was uh, the only one to get to the university and this was uh, the one of frustration and uh, I started working in another NGO working for uh, women's rights. And there I discovered uh, many situations like um, uh, child marriage. I discovered also uh, uh, women uh, not having opportunities. Uh, they did not go to school, but they don't have any opportunity for their life. They don't have access to training and anything you have you want to do with them. Them, they have to ask for somebody uh, to give them permission to to, to validate because be, be before they they go in. So uh, my motivation was okay. We have we are working for women, but what about girls? And uh, why not building a new generation of uh, women with uh, girls going to school? out of child marriage, out of uh, sexual abuses, and so on. So this was my motivation, seeing also that uh, girls in uh, where I, 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 I lived were also on the uh, selling on the street, in the markets, abuse, abuse everywhere, and so on. So this is uh, uh, consent, uh, my motivation. Uh, concerning our approach, the first approach we use is to to build the uh, community-based mechanism, working with traditional rulers, working with uh, religious uh, authorities, working with uh, children themselves and with parents to make sure that people are aware of the bad impacts on the all those practices on the girls and also they can be committed they can join in doing something in terms of a uh, uh, community mechanism we have uh, child protection committees we have um, adolescence clubs made of boys and girls having trainings having uh, interactive sessions with us and the, 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 the child protection committees are made up of uh, people, volunteers, but coming from uh, various profiles, like teachers, like uh, uh, traditional rulers, but also women's leaders, young leaders in the communities. And there are those who can help us to sensitize in the community, but also to see in terms of uh, a, a child experience facing uh, violence, they can also report to them, to, to, to us. So uh, with uh, traditional rulers concerning uh, Muslims, they are the, 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 the traditional and the religious leaders are those who work for um, marriage. People always go to them for weddings. Hmm. So uh, it's very important to work with them to make them know that they can ask for the age of the girl and to know that having um, organizing uh, child marriage is also bad for the, the, the couple, not only for the girl, 
but also for the husband because uh, we work also for the, 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 the men to understand that taking a small girls is not helping them in their, in their households and, and so on. So this is our first approach. Our second approach is uh, to make sure we can support uh, other professionals, but also um, people in the community with books. And that's why we work on the, 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 the laws, but bringing the laws into books in terms of facilitating the reading. So sometimes we translated the laws in uh, local languages to make sure they can read and uh, we draw uh, laws into images so then they can also uh, see the images and discourse. We have in the communities what we call uh, listening uh, clubs. The listening clubs are those who are made in the community. Anytime we have a broadcast, a broadcasting uh, uh, session, we can register in a USB stick with a small radio we, 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 we give them, they can listen the, 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 the broadcasting uh, in, the, in their community, discuss on that and have uh, to take uh, some actions. Uh, this is the second uh, aspect. The third aspect of our approach is training. We train at all levels. We train teachers to make sure when children are in school, they are in the a free space environment of out of violences. We work. We, we train parents. We train traditional leaders. We train also other uh, professionals and young people to make sure that they can be uh, like ambassador and to, to 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 talk to their mates and and so on. Our fourth uh, aspect of approach is uh, uh, lobbying. We do lobbying at all levels, at the level of the community, but also we go to uh, national level. So these are uh, uh, the four aspects of our uh, approach I want to talk about. Thank you so much for sharing. And you talk about starting from a low age mm -hmm. and starting with the teachers and everything. So I'm wondering how activism can spur change at a higher level and you also speak about lobbying. So what is your experience with this? What is your experience with activism and spurring change? Uh, yes, I was saying that we are far from the capital. Yeah. Being in the far north is far. So yeah. we, have to, uh, we, have to, we have to work with uh, networks. So uh, we do a lot of networking with other organizations and uh, to touch the national level, my, uh, we have, I have several experiences I can share. The first one, 2014, we heard that Cameroon is going to revise the penal code. Mm -hmm. So what we did is uh, we tried to go into and to see what is lacking in terms of protecting children against violences. So we proposed a law to the uh, National Assembly together with other organizations. And we organize a dinner with parliamentarians in Yaoundé at the capital to make sure that they can 
be aware of uh, what we are talking about. They can ask us questions, clarifications, and so on, and we handed them over. President of the National Assembly was not there, but he sent the president of the Constitutional Committee. So he was the one who, uh, to, to, who we, to whom we handed over the document. Although all the, 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 our suggestions were not taken into consideration, but most of them in terms of uh, harassment, in, uh, sexual harassment, in terms of uh, um, forced marriage, in terms of uh, um, uh, uh, involving parents in the uh, uh, obliging parents to send their children to schools and so on. These are some uh, parts who were taken into consideration in the uh, penal code revised in uh, 2016. The second one is uh, we thought about uh, how can we uh, contribute to have a safe space in the uh, in the schools. So uh, together with other organizations, and uh, we, we we work with the Ministry of uh, Basic Education to have a code of conduct in the schools. In the schools, they always have uh, internal roles, uh, rules. The internal rules concern only children in the school how they to behave and uh, in, uh, when you commit this, this is the sanction and so on. And we work with them to make sure that the, 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 con the code of conduct doesn't concern only children, but also teachers, parents, and those who are around schools like sellers and so on. And this was validated by the Ministry of Basic Education in the 2015. So it was shared everywhere in the primary schools. So this is one of the lobby we did. We work also with the Ministry of Tourism because we, we saw also that uh, many children are exploited in the uh, hotels mm. and so on. So we work with the Ministry to make sure that we can have a chart of hotels to make sure that they understand what is child exploitation, sexual abuses, and uh, how to prevent. So the chart is posted at the entry, uh, at the reception of the hotel. So any uh, clients which arrive can read it. And uh, even if they see a client with a child, they can ask about what, who is the child with him. So this, is, this helped also uh, a lot. So these are few, uh, activities uh, in terms of uh, uh, lobby we did at the at the national uh, levels, but also in terms of uh, having uh, like uh, a space to work for sexual abuses and to work for uh, police, gendarmes, and also uh, the court. We went to the Ministry of Women and uh, Family mm -hmm. Affairs to see exactly what we can do together to make sure that. The ministry is not, services are not everywhere. So we can also help in terms of going in deep the communities, in terms of uh, talking to people with a voice. And also, uh, if there is a, a violence, we can also take the person to, to report to the gendarme or to police and so on. So with the uh, Ministry of uh, Women's and Family Affairs, we came to draw a uh, working 
plan of actions and we sign the working plan of action like an agreement mm -hmm. together for uh, some for for four for five years to make sure that we have this we are we we have this um uh, uh the, the 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 ministry gives or supports us in doing in doing that so these are uh, <laughs> lobbying or works we are doing at the national level but in terms of uh, also i would like to talk about uh, peace and uh, security processes also since we are working in the context of a uh, uh, crisis in the in in cameroon we came together with uh, other uh, women lead organizations and uh, we form a platform and uh, in this platform we are working for peace in cameroon and everything we are doing we hand over the government also to make sure that they understand what we are doing so we organized the first ever uh, uh, women's convention mm. at the national level in in the capital yaounde uh, for with more than 1500 1, women coming for all regions and at the end we hand over a declaration we organize also a simulation of uh, peace negotiations with uh, uh, all, all parties to show the government that uh, this can be also possible and we are ready, we are there to to support so these are few activities <laughs> we are doing at the national level you're doing a lot may i ask when this last thing was the conference the conference yeah. was um 2021 2021 yes july wow. yes from 29th to 31st uh -huh. yes that's really wonderful yes that's really great so the next question i'd like to ask you is what can people, but youth in particular, do to engage in these issues? Uh, yes, it was not uh, easy. Yeah. Because uh, normally youths think working for an NGO or working for community is uh, for adults. So we had to sensitize them. We started in schools because I was talking about the adolescent clubs. The adolescent clubs are mostly in schools, but also we challenge them in the terms of uh, telling them that we need uh, youth leaders, uh, what we call um, young leaders in, in schools. And uh, some were committed and then we trained them in terms of uh, how they can be our ambassadors in their in their schools in their environment and we have some programs with youth the first one is what we call uh, at least baccalaureate before leaving school this is a program we engage uh, and we support young girls in going to school but not only commitment from the girls but also from their parents so this is a tripartite commitment, we supporting, parents supporting, and uh, girls uh, commit, commit, committing. So uh, we want to make sure that at least they can uh, graduate from the secondary school before getting out of school. So this was a challenge, and uh, we have this program with about 100 girls with their parents involving. We have another one we call the young leaders, um, role models in their communities. This is also a, a, a program we have and uh, 
every two years we change. Uh, we, we, we take uh, a batch of uh, 100 uh, girls. We train them in terms of leadership, in terms of education, how to be leader in the, in the community. And we train them also in terms of life skills to make sure that they can themselves be uh, strong in front of uh, some cultural, traditional uh, practices in their communities. They can also uh, be uh, strong enough to sensitize parents in their communities and uh, uh, they can be as a, a role model. So these are ways we, involve, we are involving uh, youth. But we have, uh, in terms of promoting peace and uh, working against terrorism uh, in the communities with uh, young people, and this involves uh, boys and girls, those are uh, they are trends and uh, they are trained and they work on the peace to make sure that the young people don't continue to be enrolled by terrorist groups inside their uh, communities but uh, we work also with those who associated to Boko Haram and now they are back to make sure they can start new life they can be trained they can have new skills to start uh, something new something new that's really nice that's really wonderful i'm just curious so the girls that you're talking about that you find that are part of these the foundation how do you find these girls or which girls is it that are part of this because you said it's about a hundred how do you target them and their uh, parents okay mm -hmm. uh the ones in the in this uh, leadership program yes exactly okay uh, yeah some are from the victims survivors mm -hmm. we we work with and some also are brought by uh, their mates and uh, inside the schools also we have um they, 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 they are from the, the, the clubs we have from schools, they are from the uh, young leaders and so on. And uh, those committed one are targeted and uh, these are from, from, from all these groups, we target the committed one to form uh, this uh, 100 uh, group of uh, leaders. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So something I'd just like to ask you a little bit about for the people that don't really know, but you work with psychosocial care. Could you explain that a little bit? Yes. First, to give the psychosocial care is um, to make sure you have people who are in the need. The people who are in the need comes from various profiles. Some are uh, those um, abuse uh, women and girls. Some are from uh, the Boko Haram uh, crisis because uh, their husbands maybe have been killed or their children have been killed or kidnapped or them, they themselves, they have been uh, uh, sexual slavery with Boko Haram and so on. And uh, uh, what we do to identify uh, those with uh, trauma uh, is uh, we organize uh, activities in the communities and uh, what we call uh, social cohesion activities. From the social cohesion activities, we can, uh, with our social workers and the psychologists, identify those who are in the need. 
And uh, we train also uh, supportive groups in the community with skills to identify traumatized women and girls. So this is the, the, the first step. The, what we, did, we do with them is uh, just to maybe at the, at the base to listen to uh, their, uh, their story and uh, to make sure to ask if they really need help because you can't give psychosocial uh, support to somebody who refuses. So we just uh, organize activities with them till the, the stage they come and ask for individual support. And from there, our uh, psychologists work with them to identify in which stage they are, what they can do for them, and uh, how they can interconnect with others also because there are uh, some uh, traumatized uh, women and girls we have worked with and who are, are now better resilient than others so they can be also uh, supportive to the, the, the new ones. So it's a, a really a, a process with uh, steps and uh, our psychologists know exactly from this step what is uh, necessary to, to give like a support to make the uh, survivors to go to the next steps, yes. Thank you so much You're for welcome. being part of this Thank and for coming too. today. Yeah. It's really amazing the work that you do Thank and you. your organization. Thank you. Is there anything else you would like to add? No, it's okay. But uh, just I would like to say that uh, normally the psychological support is something anybody can do, mental health in general. Because the first thing is the, the first aid uh, support. And the first aid support for somebody who is in the need is not in terms of money, in terms of having uh, much time for him, but just to give him a perspective to support him in terms with smile and uh, yes, it's very, it's, it's very important. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, all of us can do something at uh, at our level. Yes, we can all contribute. Thank you so much again. Yeah, you are welcome. Thank it's you. Very, very interesting <laughs> listening yes. to you and hearing about your organization and mm -hmm. about you, Thank you and the work that you guys do. Mm -hmm.